Today, we're going to be introducing a new segment designed to cut through the bullshit and highlight problems and solutions directly. We're also going to talk about how high school sweethearts and why they're cringe as fuck. We're going to make a case for men's wellness to begin trending. And we're going to talk about Miss Independent and why she still needs men, like it or not. This and more on the Chico Demandwell Show. Let's get it. Welcome to the Chico Demandwell Show. I'm your host, Chico Demandwell. As usual, nothing's changed. Got a good show today, as always. I'm introducing a new segment coming in first. It's going to be called Bottom Line. And I'm just going to be looking through some headlines, finding something that, you know, finding a good headline, something intriguing to talk about it. But I'm going to cut through all the bullshit and say exactly what it means because people love to bury the true meaning of something under a bunch of bullshit. And it's just unnecessary, you know. People got limited time. We're all going to be dead soon. And we don't need to waste time listening to a bunch of unnecessary horse shit. So, the topic I found to introduce this new segment that I'm coming with, I found this headline courtesy of fucking, what is this? Hello Giggles? Story by Emily Weaver says, A Megan Fox lookalike quits job for six-figure OnlyFans gig. Fucking six-figure OnlyFans gig. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to read all of this. It's not a... It seems to... I don't know if it's a... Oh, yeah. It's not a super lengthy article, but, you know... Or is it? It's longer than it needs to be, but, yeah, I'll, I'll just skim through it real quick. You know, so... From working two jobs as a coffee barista and Amazon delivery driver to wheeling in $30,000 a month on OnlyFans, Taylor Ryan would say her career leap is paying off big. The barista-turned model from England made her OnlyFans side hustle a full-time gig after she earned a whopping amount of money posing as Megan Fox, Megan Fox's doppelganger on OnlyFans. Hmm, interesting. It's kind of laughable when I say I look like Megan Fox. I mean, it's Megan Fox, end quote, the entrepreneur told Daily Mail. Entrepreneur? Let's, let's make a note, make a note on that. The idea of imitating the Jennifer's Bodies actress started when Ryan's TikTok followers began commenting on their physical similarities. So many fans chimed in that Ryan decided to turn the coincidence into a source of income. Once the comments started coming in, I started wearing my hair extensions more and wearing a cat eye, Ryan recalled. She made changes to her wardrobe, too, photographing herself in tight and booby clothes. Ryan charges her OnlyFans customers pay-per-view. She also takes one-time requests at a separate rate. Hmm, Interesting. Once someone requested for me to wear the same outfit Megan Fox wears, a broad top and short denim shorts to bend over the bonnet and open it, they paid $300. Now the gig pays her bills. My favorite part of the job is getting ready and seeing the look come together, Ryan shared of her nine-hour workday. I put my music on, have coffee on the go. The glamming up part makes me really happy. In December 2022, Ryan hit $30,000 in monthly earnings. She's gone on to build herself a six-figure paying career. Though a departure from her latte art-making days, Ryan revealed that working in the sex industry has always been a dream of hers. When I was 16, I used to watch the Playboy Mansion, and it would be the dream to go in, she said. 
Since rising to OnlyFans fame, Ryan has founded her own company called 5X Creators, aimed to teach creators how to be successful on OnlyFans. Now, the bottom line of this shit, I blame men. As much as I want to be mad at, what's her fucking name? Taylor, Taylor Ryan, whatever the fuck her name is, Ryan Taylor. As much as I want to be mad at her, like, I mean, she's fucking making money and, and I'm not in, in, in regards to that. So that would make me a hater, which I don't mind being, but I'm not, the object here is not to be a hater. The bottom line is this shit is anathema to men getting out of the, out of, out of the slump that we're in. You know, it's right now it's more women going to college. It's more women starting to come in and take over men, d- professions that were dominated by men. And shit like this is why. When you can just make $300 for looking like a celebrity and then get then get, get toted, touted as an entrepreneur for that shit. Okay, yeah, she created a company that's supposed to teach people how to be successful on OnlyFans. Now, who the fuck is that going to benefit? Me? No. Is that going to benefit men? No. It's just going to teach women how to be provocative and do slutty shit on camera and make thousands of dollars for it. Now, my problem with this ain't for her making the thousands of dollars. It's the men that are paying these women and enabling them. And this is why they have the entitlement attitude. This is why more women are talking about pursuing a career when the careers they pursue would not keep society going. You don't hear women out here talking about being auto mechanics or fucking uh, helicopter engineers or like fucking, you don't hear them talking about being plumbers or electricians or, or fucking getting into construction work, infrastructure. You don't hear them pursuing those careers. They're starting to pursue fields like becoming teachers or or fucking, you know, getting on OnlyFans or, or something like, it's just something that's not, not if if those were the only jobs society would come to a screeching halt now the only reason they can do this is because of men there are a lot of lonely simpy men out there who are willing to pay for this shit and if you want to do what you want to do with your money fine but you got to realize that your freedom has unintended consequences like just because you have the freedom to do it and it doesn't necessarily affect you right here, right now, there's an effect. Everything has a consequence. And the consequence of this is women not getting married. More women are starting to crowd into the workplaces and families are breaking down. You got a lot of these single parent households, which we can statistically see is not beneficial in the long run. So the bottom line is there's too many simps out here. These men need to do what they used to do back in the old days before it was a fucking OnlyFans, before every piece of technology you held could give you access to a half-naked woman at 5G internet speeds. Get out there and go talk to some women. Stop letting these women get away with this shit. This should be a niche, a fucking niche category of like 1% of women, like reserved for the fucking hottest women out there. Not just any chick with a fucking Wi-Fi connection and a laptop and a webcam, you know, and, and you know, a small waist and big tits. Like, this should be reserved for the baddest of baddest women. And nowadays, it seems like it's just happening all the time. She doesn't have to work at Amazon anymore. She can just go home, dress up like a celebrity, make thousands of dollars. I mean, that's if that's how she does it, more power to, more power to her, you know. But I can't help but have to say that I got to be a hater because promoting this behavior and promoting this gig is detrimental to everybody everybody suffers as a result of this because it doesn't help men with their problems with loneliness it doesn't help as much as it helps women and i'm not against helping women but this help that goes toward women creates a bigger problem in society and that's why it should be dumbed down you don't have to totally remove it it's gonna always be some porn it's gonna always be some some filth out there but it needs to be kept at a minimum because it's too much freedom without too much responsibility. And it's a big goddamn problem. So bottom line, if you're a man out there paying $300 to see a chick bend over and spread her ass cheeks, stop it. Stop being a fucking simp. Stop propagating the nonsense. Get off your lazy ass. Go to the fucking bar and meet some women. Get a girl to do that shit for you in your house. Get a little harem if need be. Move to a polygamous society. Whatever the fuck you got to do. But this shit needs to be slashed like it needs to cut back tremendously so bottom line men are simps 
And this is why this girl doesn't have to get a job and, you know, be a productive member of society anymore. She gets to teach women how to be whores in her free time or at least appear like whores. It's sad. Anyways, let's delve off into the next part of the show. We're going to get on this third base topic. We're moving on. See you there. Alrighty, we're here. Third base topic. Um, want to talk about something that I find really, really. Uh, it's not like a, a a big deal or anything, and not something that like happens that we need to be worried about. But it's just an observation I made. It's just something I find to be really, really weird. It's that um that high school sweetheart shit. In my opinion, I think that shit's just cringe. Like it's just really, it's really odd. It's really strange. The fact that it's even a measurable phenomenon, I, I just think it's really weird, you know? Like, who's making decisions about the rest of their life to that degree in high school? Especially about the person you want to be with. You know, it's, I, just, I just think it's weird. Like, you're, you're in high school, which is like in the first 13 to 17 years of your life. You literally don't know shit. You are a whippersnapper in its purest form. And you're trying to make, you're trying to make like long-term, I mean like like permanently long-term decisions in terms of like who you're gonna be with. Like, like in what other situation can like the first thing you choose be like the only thing you choose? Like you have one fucking boyfriend or one fucking girlfriend and now you guys are welded. I mean, if it works out for people, more power to them, but it just, I don't see how it can work. Like if you don't give yourself a chance to see what relationships are like, if you don't give yourself a chance to fucking spread your wings before you actually get out into the world and start like trying to build something with somebody who doesn't also doesn't have a clue what the fuck they're doing. I just think it's really weird. I think it's strange. I went to Google to see, like, to, well, basically the confirmation bias. And uh, I came across this this um, this one thing. It's a whole article. It's titled, it's by The Narcissistic Life. How likely do high school relationships last? Last updated September 19, 2022 by Alexander Burgmeister. Now, I kind of read through this shit earlier, and it's just a bunch of statistics talking about how long they last and whatnot. I'm not going to read all the statistics and whatnot, but I got to a point in the article where it said like 10 reasons why high school sweetheart relationships fail. Let me scroll down and like actually like see what is titled and not be, oh, paraphrasing. I need a new mouse. This fucking mouse sucks. Like I just, it does whatever the fuck it wants to do when I'm trying to scroll and it's really annoying. Okay, so uh, can high school love last forever? 10 reasons why high school relationships fail. This ought to be rich, you know, but I'm going to go down the list here, starting with the paragraph before it and the 10 reasons. It's important to understand the main barriers that may impact high school sweethearts. Even if you want your relationship to work, recognizing issues that could arise can help you to prepare for, for, for potential obstacles in advance. Here are some common reasons why young relationships don't work out. Number one, you care more about being in a relationship than the relationship. Now, what the fuck does that mean? This is a common scenario for many high school students. They love the idea of love more than they love their actual partner. Ah, okay. So it's just about trendy, just being in being in that situation as opposed to like really, really acknowledging the situation you're in and really looking at it for what it is. Peer pressure can exacerbate this effect. For example, if all your friends are in relationships, it would make sense that you would want to be in one too. Or if you assume that you need to be in a relationship to feel good about yourself, you may justify staying with someone just to avoid being alone. I don't think, I think non-high school sweethearts do that too. Like, I don't think that's just a, a problem restricted to high school sweethearts. Number two, you don't have the same core values. Do opposites attract for high schoolers? It may seem to be the case. We've all heard of the classic extroverted athlete falling in love with a quiet art student. 
Maybe you feel like you and your partner have nothing in common, and yet you two are thriving despite your key differences. But what does this mean for long-term happiness? According to social psychology research, the notion of opposites attracted may actually be a myth. We tend to be happier in friendships or relationships with people who think similarly to us. We also want to spend our time with people who share common values. Well, well, duh. And as a teenager, like, I find it hard to believe that you have any fucking core values. Like, you've, you've not even joined the workforce yet. Like, you just learned what sex is, let alone probably lost your virginity. You still think vampires are real. Like, what the fuck do you know about core values? Which ties into this next one, number three. Your brain isn't fully developed. Even if you feel mature or wise beyond your years, modern neuroscience tells a different story. Research shows that the brain isn't fully developed until around age 25. Teens typically process information with their amygdala. This is part of the brain that is associated with emotion, memory, and fight-or-flight reactions, also known as impulse. This pattern may explain why teenagers often present as emotionally driven, sensitive, and at times moody. I mean, it's because you, you never really had to fucking control your anger like in a real situation. Like, that shit never mattered. It was never serious. Like, you got to control your anger so you don't fucking get grounded. In the real world, you got to control your anger so you don't get fucking arrested or, you know, you don't get assaulted. Like, it's just bigger than, you know, some parental discipline, you know? Number four, you move away from each other. What happens for most students after graduation? According to recent research by the Education Data Initiative, if you're like nearly 70% of students, one or both of you will enter college in the fall. College presents numerous opportunities for educational, social, and interpersonal growth. Many people truly start exploring their identities during these formative years. They focus on subjects that interest them and pursue passions and friendships that feel meaningful and authentic. That's definitely what happened to me when I was 17, 18. I went to college. The girl I was on and off dating who was, you know, the girl I was fucking in high school. Uh, I went to college and I started seeing white girls and it just was like, bitch, what do you think I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to sit here on the phone with you all fucking day? And I got all these white girls and all these fucking hot chicks and all these, all this new environment around me. Like, why the fuck would I do that? Like, not to say that's what killed the relationship, but it definitely played a part in it. Like, I'm not going to fucking sit around in college and cake with you on the phone all day. And... Here comes the next reason to highlight basically what I'm saying. You don't really know what you want. Number five, high school is a time for curiosity and experimentation. You're discovering your values and priorities, and you may be individuating from your parents for the first time in your life. Even though you're establishing your independence, you still have a lengthy process ahead of you. It's hard to know what you want in another person or even from yourself until you're truly in the real world dealing with life's everyday struggles. Yeah, like I was saying, like, what the the fuck do you know about life as a like as a 16 year old a 17 year old like I'm only 31 but it's like a fucking 16 year old is a true baby of a whippersnapper to me like what the fuck could a 16 year old teach me about life like unless your parents both died in a car crash and you had to raise your fucking three younger brothers or some shit like that like and even still like you 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 have a you got thrusted into it but you don't understand that shit fuck do teenagers know about life they think they know everything but like they don't get paid to think number six you aren't in a healthy relationship instead of asking yourself how many high school relationships last it might be better to explore the question what makes a high school relationship last unfortunately many high school students are in toxic relationships with their partners they just might not know it uh duh that's because some of the essential relationship skills that cultivate love and connection require a sense of maturity and lived experience yeah, going back to that lived experience, like, you're a fucking baby. Like, you're a rookie at this shit. What the hell do you know about anything? This is puppy love. That is, like, the definition of puppy love. <laughs> Number seven, you or your partner wants to be single. Oh, what the hell? It's a normal desire, especially if you've been in a committed relationship for a long time. You may graduate and realize that you want to spend some time alone, or you might discover that you want to see what casual dating feels like. Sometimes spending time alone helps people learn more about themselves. If you've never had this opportunity, you may feel like you don't have much of an identity. In some cases, the relationship might seem suffocating. Well, of course it would. Because you got some, you got two dopes that don't know, the, uh, but they're ignorant. They don't know a damn thing about the world. They don't know a damn thing about relationships. The costs and benefits of love, like real love in, in the real world, like I said, like, it's just way too young to even be, like, trying to think about spending the rest of your life with somebody, like, especially when you haven't even really spent some of your life with you. 
with, 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 a, with a brain that's capable of like understanding complex like features and, and, and nuances about yourself. Like it's, it's just way too soon to call some shit like that. Number eight, your family doesn't like them. Your family may not have the final word when it comes to your happiness, but they likely have some word. As a teenager, you're likely affected by how they think and behave. Therefore, it can feel frustrating when they don't like your partner. In some situations, like in a toxic family dynamic, nobody will ever, nobody will ever be good enough. They'll find issues with anyone you bring home. And it's like, once you're an adult, it's like, who gives a fuck what your parents think? Like, I'm not going to be walking around 31 years old. Like, yeah, you know, I, I really feel you, babe. But like, my mom is like, she's, she's, she's not, she's not feeling it. She's, she's putting her foot down. I think we're going to have to split up. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, if your parents still have reign over you, you cannot be in a, in a, in a serious relationship. And if they don't like it and that shit means something to you, that's just proof that you're not ready for this shit. Number nine, you experience an unwanted or an unplanned pregnancy. Although teenage pregnancies are declining, research from Do Something shows that approximately 30% of American girls get pregnant by age 20. <laughs> not anymore. Parenthood is one of the leading causes of dropping out of high school. Moreover, 80% of teenage fathers do not marry the mother of their child. Fucking A. Teen parents face enormous struggles. Even under optimal circumstances, raising a child is challenging. It changes one's entire life. When pregnancy happens to teenagers, the task of parenting often feels insurmountable. And I can speak from personal experience because when I was 15, I got my girlfriend in high school pregnant. And she got about like a month, two months or so in. Like we were just able to get the fucking uh, ultrasound picture. And her mom came through with the, uh, with the old abortion hammer and got rid of that. Now, I am used to be a pro-choice person. I am pro-life. However, I thank that woman to this day because my life would be drastically different if I was responsible for a little fucking snot-nosed whippersnapper at the age of 15. It just wouldn't work. Like, I'm a selfish motherfucker. And then, like, if you could just imagine that at age 15 with, like, a very loose and unreliable working understanding of the world, like, holy shit. You're talking about a disaster waiting to happen. And um, this one's also, this is the last one's kind of weird. Number 10, you have significant age differences. Like, you're in high school. How fucking significant can the age difference be? Like, Age may be just a number, but it's far more than when it comes to minors and dating. For instance, in the United States, every state has specific laws for when someone can consent to sexual activity. This can certainly cause complications in teenage relationships when one partner is significantly older than the other. Many countries have legalized Romeo and Juliet laws in recent years. These laws permit permit certain minors to consent to sex with their partners within a given number of years. However, each country has its own rules and the statutes can change. So yeah, in Michigan, I believe the age you can send to 16 is where I'm from. I don't know what it is in Nevada. Don't care because I'm not a minor. However, like, it's fucked up when you're like 17 and the girl's like, you're 16 and the girl's like 15 and nine months and you fuck around and her parents get mad because she they she told them or somebody told them they, they, they blab that you guys are fucking around and now you got to enter the system for that shit. Like, that's just another reason why you should just fucking wait. Just fucking wait, man. Like, when you're young, like, I'm not saying girls should be promiscuous while they're young. I kind of am saying guys should be promiscuous while they're young. But, like, go out there and explore some shit. Don't be tying yourself down before you even know what the fuck tying yourself down is. For all of these reasons, which I actually agree, eight ways to make a high school relationship last forever? Okay, you know what? We'll save that, and we'll come back to that. We'll talk about that in another another episode, because... I, I want to ridicule whatever it is. I want to make fun of it beyond recognition because like, what the fuck? I don't, based on these past 10 reasons, like, why would you want that? Why would you want your high school relationship to last forever? It's fucking weird. It's really, really weird. Like, I, it's, that's, that's like my only knock on it. Like, it's not like, I just, I just don't think you should do it. I really don't think you should do it. If it was my kids... I would tell them, like, you got the rest of your life to be worried about a fucking pain-in-the-ass-ass boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, why don't you go out and get some work work experience or, like, you know, watch some porn and, like, get, figure some shit out. Like, you don't even know what the fuck you don't know. You probably think eating ass is still disgusting. Like, and if you don't, don't let your dad know. <laughs> so, yeah, um, all those 
all those reasons kind of support my initial my initial statement regarding high school relationships. I think it's weird. I think it's premature, and I don't think it. And, and only in rare instances do couples actually benefit from staying with the first person you meet for the rest of your fucking life. Like that's weird. I can't stress enough how weird that is. So in, in order to stop me from stressing enough, let's hop on over to the second base topic. I talked about this shit way too long. All right, you still here? I fucking hope so. Today, the second base topic is going to kind of tie in with the first one, first base. Um, this is like the the prelude to it. But something I've been noticing is that uh, well, something I, I've been noticing and I and I kind of almost know for a fact is women get all these safe spaces and they get all this consideration and. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying women shouldn't get their spaces. Women shouldn't get their consideration. Women shouldn't have, you know, things that would, would, would more, that would benefit them more and be more relatable amongst women. I'm not saying they shouldn't have that, but like, where is that for men? Like in our society, we have this attitude to where like, maybe not even just in our society, like Overall, and you know, if you can consider it patriarchal, we kind of have this unspoken attitude that like men should just men don't don't experience like rough times emotionally or like internally, or if they do, like they shouldn't fucking talk about it because nobody cares. Now, the narrative may very you know somewhat from that it's probably not that black and white but it's along those lines of you know women's issues they get their own tv stations they get their own shelters they get all that and like none of that shit happens for men like i walk outside of my neighborhood like i see plenty of fucking disheveled slovenly looking homeless motherfuckers but the vast vast majority of them are men and if they're women the woman is not by herself like there are very very few solo homeless women out there it's just it's because because there's always some guy that's willing to like take you in and like build you up but like who the fuck's willing to do that for men you know i think Anytime men do get a platform where they get to say how they feel or they get to express themselves unfiltered or without being criticized or critiqued with a fucking fine tooth comb, it's like, who has a problem with it? Women. If men complain about women, it's like they're condemned for that shit. But women can openly women can openly fucking disparage men and talk all kind of shit and this shit is like socially acceptable there's this chick on my who she's one of my facebook friends and i'm trying to remember how i even know this broad like i think i was in like it was around the time i was in college and my roommate was friends with this chick like she was older but she was like a cougar and this is one of the Cougar's friends, and like she worked at a, at a strip joint, which I I rarely go to strip joints because like fucking why? Like there's much better ways to waste money. But I digress. So that's how I believe I know her. Like I haven't really had prolonged face-to-face interaction with her. Like I've seen her a couple times, but this was at least a decade ago. So. She's on Facebook and she's always making these statuses about how like men are like are intimidated by women and like calling men minimalist like they want to do the bare minimum and all this shit just just all these baseless accusations against men which some of them may have some truth to them but like the, the largely baseless and and talking out of the side of the neck like this shit is just 
just, just, just nonsense. And every time I see her make a post talking about how always she taught her daughters to take care of herself so they don't be relying on no man and all this shit that's wrong with men and like these these bum ass men out here and blah blah blah. I'm like, who hurts you? Like seriously, who hurts you? Any man who would be out here complaining about women like the way you're complaining about men would be told to suck it the fuck up. Like seriously. Everything you say, everything this broad says is just about why men ain't shit. And it's like, I'll give you that. Some men ain't shit. But like, which men are you referring to? And I'm not just talking about like black men. Like, which men are you referring to that ain't shit? You mean the ones that built this fucking society? I tell her, like, look at all the appliances and the structure and foundation and, 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 and inner workings of your house. I'm almost willing to bet, to guarantee that the electrician that set up the wiring and shit in your house was a man. The people who, who, who finished the drywall, laid the carpet, laid the hardwood floors in your house, men. The people who installed that fucking ceiling fan, men. The people who made that dishwasher and installed that dishwasher in your house, men. The plumbers who laid the piping in that, in that bitch, men. The roofers who laid the tile shingles and, and put the vinyl siding on your shit, men. It's like, are you talking about those men? Are you saying those men ain't shit? Because if they ain't shit, why should you benefit from, from the labor of some ain't shit men? Why should you get a piece of that pie? You can't even be grateful that men were willing to do this. Not so much to benefit them, because they're not going to live in that house. They built this house so one day somebody in their family could begin a new and, and start a life in it. They did that shit for you. They did that with you in mind, whether they know it or not. Could you imagine putting in all that work, that blood, sweat, and tears to build structures, to build shelter? And then the people that move into those shelters that you built for them shit on you? Just 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 deride you and like say all kind of foolish shit because like what like some guy hurt you I mean I really can't think of what other reason it would be like why would you like what's the point of being a misandrist I don't see a point of being a misogynist but I definitely don't see the point of being a fucking misandrist a man-hating woman. You can tell when a woman has no respect for men by the tone of her language, by the way she says things, by who she's blaming for the problems with her relationships or with her love life or any of that. Because the one thing I keep harping on, because every time she makes a status, I, I make sure that I come in there and rain on her parade because I don't give a fuck. I want to sit here and watch you shit on men and just be an ungrateful little cunt. Over what? I make sure I let her know, like, no, like, the problem is that's probably why you're single. And this is probably why we don't even consider men's wellness. Because little hens like you get on social media and start clucking and, and squawking about all this shit. But it's like, that's probably why you don't have a man. You say you don't need a man, Miss Independent and all this shit, but it's like, is that is that really why you don't have a man? Like, like you're you're in your 40s. And I understand we live in a society where like the, the necessity for male to female relationships, marriages, and nuclear family and all that shit does not necessarily ring it's not it's not a staple for this generation like it was for the generations that preceded us so it's like yeah we don't necessarily judge a woman's worth by whether she has a man or not but it's like if you are a heterosexual woman I find it 
hard to believe and uncommon for the situations that are so that you just don't want a man. That you just want to live your own life and just travel the world and be a lonely ass grandma, reeking a cat piss and fucking and and smelling like birds. Like I just like there are women out there that are already saying this. Like you can keep being bitter at men all you want. Like men, men's wellness needs to be valued a lot more. Because if men feel better, men will hold themselves to a higher standard. And they will not tolerate this kind of blasphemy, this kind of ridicule from single women in their late 30s to 40s who they're not interested in anyways. Who, whether they realize it or not, are going to have to settle if they're going to even play this game because you cannot compete with younger women. You can't. Younger than you, prettier than you, softer than you, less baggage than you. You are... You don't stand a chance. It's like... Why are they allowed to just do that? Why can't men's wellness trend? Why can't speaking up for the empowerment of men be something that's like glorified and respected and admired in society? Why do we got to assemble all these girls on these podcasts and educate them and use their logic against them and show them how fucking foolish that shit is? Now, women only want the double standards that benefit them. They only want the thing, the, the parts of equality that benefit them at the expense of men. When they don't realize if it wasn't for these men who live quiet lives of, of silent desperation, doing everything they do to make the clock of society tick, where the fuck would they be? I don't think men's wellness is optional. I think it's mandatory. And I think we need to see more of it in society. We, we, it needs to take over. I ain't saying there ain't no bad apples out there. Some men are just fucking shitbags. Some men are just, they're, 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 they're we're not, we're, they, they ain't cut out for the cause. But I ain't talking about them men. I'm talking about the real men that want to step up to the plate. That want to do something with themselves. Women don't ever talk about those guys. Instead of babbling to these fucking women about shit they should already know, shit they daddy should have taught them, you know? We need to be talking to each other. We need to be uplifting each other because it's all going to start with us. When I look back on my life, I don't wish I had... A more wealthy parents or like I don't wish I could have went to a better school or could have ran track or whatever the fuck like I just wish I could have had some male guidance some consistent male guidance who actually gave a damn about me my dad's a fucking piece of shit which is why I do not talk to him because he does not enrich my life in any way even to this day and it's sad it's really sad that's probably the only regret I have in my life. Like, I just wish I could have had the male guidance and a company with the female guidance and had a two-parent household. Not saying it I wouldn't have not become who I am today, but I think things would have been drastically different in a better way. And this is why we need to focus on men's wellness instead of, instead of like, focus, instead of allowing people to just be little men and just just to 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 shame them for the burden of existence like men don't get enough the men that go out there and bust their ass and dedicate their lives so we can live better they don't get enough credit man they get credit but we need more and it starts with us men's wellness needs to trend like women's wellness a trend or like how a woman our women uh, uh, group up and you go girl mm-hmm. you strong and you beautiful and that, yeah we need a message like that for men and I'm gonna figure out how to do it so with that being said let's transition on over to the third base topic talk about these independent women oh my god 
You made it. But just give yourself a pat on the back. Go in the bathroom, rub one out real quick. Like, you know, like take a good selfie, like reward yourself because it's not easy to listen to me for 25, 35 minutes and then tack another potential 15 to 20 minutes on top of that shit. It take a soldier to do that because I'm annoying as fuck. And the fact that you, 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 you push through that shit, you push through it to hear what I had to say, like the main topic, like I'm proud of you. Like, it, it, I'm telling you, like, I know it's a struggle listening to me ramble. But we both are better for it. And without further ado, I want to talk about Miss Independent. Do you know who Miss Independent is? I certainly do. Miss Independent is that woman who doesn't need a man. That woman who... Went to college and got her own degrees and pays her own bills and owns her own house and drives her own car and doesn't rely on a man to do all those things for her. She claims she's better off for this decision, but is she really? I think that would require us to, de- to define what, what we mean by better. So like, what's, what's really better for Miss Independent. Because this is something else I argue with the fucking chick on Facebook about. Like, she talks about how she raised her daughters to be independent and learn how to take care of themselves and, and not to be dependent on a man. So I think, and I'm just spitballing here because I, I, I think I'm good enough to do this. My first question would be like, what is the inherent error in being dependent on a man as a female. And what do you mean by being dependent? Now, when you start asking questions like this, see, one thing when you ask women is women want to make statements, but they don't want to provide clarity. Like if we're going to debate issues, we got to make sure that when you use a word and when I use a word, we're talking about the same fucking thing. So, when she says she raised her daughters to not be dependent on a man, it's like d- define dependent on a man. Like dependent, like you don't make any money or this man is like taking care of you. Like this man provides all the money. And like you, you just live simply your, your well-being is contingent on this man's dedication to his, to his service, to his providership. Now, my response with that to be would, would be is like, I don't think any woman who's in that situation nowadays is like complaining about it, I would say, or sees it as a problem. Like, in fact, I would say the man, if a woman's dependent on a man, the man is also dependent on her. Because when I hear dependent, I think like, I need you to perform an essential function that allows that allows for stability and 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 calmness in in my life like if a woman is dependent on a man to provide to 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 give her money so she can put groceries in the house and like make sure the lights stay on make sure the internet stays on make sure the, the car's got gas in it so you can fucking take the kids to school and all that. Like, if he's if she's dependent on him to do that, then he's dependent on her to like hold down the family. So it would sound like to me the error would be if you're dependent on a man and you're not looking to create a family unit, that's the problem. If you're gonna be some chick who's just gonna live off a of guy, but it's like you don't have any intentions to build anything with this gentleman. Like you're just trying to not be on the street, hoping that you can fucking suck and whatever enough, whatever else good enough to stay on his good side and not get the boot after three months. That's the problem. So if she's so worried about her daughters being dependent on men, the only way I could see that even being a, a, a sincere worry 
is if your daughters don't have any intentions on building any families, they don't have any intention on doing anything with this man, but using him for his resources. Because if you're using him for his resources, he's using you for yours as well. So the dependence is on both sides. She's not just being dependent and getting nothing in return for it. So that, that codependence is like what built the fucking society we have today. I would even go as far as to say the codependence is what her parents had when she was brought into this world. That man wasn't just going to work and taking care of that woman because she needed somewhere to stay. It was a mutual obligation. They worked together through thick and thin, through sickness and health, through good or bad. You know? That was the point of people getting married. Now, another point I want to make on this Miss Independent bullshit. Women nowadays who equate following their duties as wives, like not, not, not them being forced to do anything, like your duty as a wife, you know, because a wife is an occupation, I would say. A husband is an occupation. And with an occupation comes a duty. Women nowadays look at the duties of being housewives or being wives to, you know, men who hold down or are the breadwinner. They look at it as slave work. Are you kidding me? We're going to sit here and take a voluntary, a voluntary joining of lives and call that shit slave work because you do chores around the house. You do laundry and you like wash dishes and you know, you dust off shit. You cook dinner, you know, and like you interact with the children while dad's not home. And it's like, that's slave work. Like when I think of slavery, I think at least in the sense of, you know, domestically, I think of like some niggas in a field picking cotton, singing fucking songs and shit, getting sold off and getting lashed and beaten, lynched and all type of fucked up shit. And I would say that's a reliable definition for slavery. At least it's historically accurate. So you're saying being a housewife is comparable to working in a field long hours with no pay, no HR, no workers comp, no none of that shit just to make some white man rich? You're saying you're equating that to engaging in your duties as a wife, which don't necessarily have to be be kept within the home. Like, can, can, am I the only one that finds that audacious? Slavery? Like, get the fuck out of here. So you don't think working to provide for your family while your husband takes certain burdens off of your hands so you can put all your attention and devote it to your family, you, you will want to go pursue a career where if you don't become the owner of a company or whatever, if you're still working for somebody, you're a slave for a check. Like you still need to show up to that job, perform the duties of said job, to earn the compensation. Now, if we're going to compare being a wife to being an employee, short of an entrepreneur, but an employee, if you're going to compare that to slavery, that's absolutely fucking ludicrous. Absolutely. How can you even? How can you even compare the, the, the bringing up the family? The woman played an important role in that shit. And they just willing to throw it all away because they want some independence because they don't, they don't want to be a slave. They don't want to do something for some man. Like, 
Where does all this contempt for men come from? Who's who? Who? How are you oppressed when you have the ability to be so independent? Where's the oppression? Do they think before they speak? Like what the fuck? Seriously. What else do I want to go? Um, this is like this is mind numbing. Like I'm almost getting a headache talking about this shit. So on the point where some of these girls, these modern day feminists, miss independence from the standpoint that they want to live their lives and have fun and they don't want to be judged for, you know, the decisions they make. They don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to have to suffer any real world consequence for any action they take which is a textbook delusion in my eyes, but that's just me. That's just me. So when it comes to the idea of body counts, Miss Independent feels as though however many men she's sleeping with, laying down with, is is her prerogative. Yet, they seem dumbfounded when they do things like get on OnlyFans and put their asshole on the internet, put their vagina on the internet, put them titties on the internet, perform sexual acts or somewhat sexual acts, acts of a sexual nature in exchange for large amounts of currency up front, mostly provided by simps. It's like, we shouldn't have any say in that. Like, because guys can go and have sex with all these many, many women. And to some degree, they're glorified for it. So why can't they do it? The body count leads into the bigger thing of the, 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 the unequal equality that they love to try to bring up whenever you confront them about some whole shit. They say, oh, well, how come men get to sleep around with so many girls? But women, well, when a woman does it, she's a hoe and like guys don't want to marry her. It's like, okay, we've been over this many times. For one, men and women aren't equal. Women can get laid easily. I don't know of any man who's gotten laid simply on the premise that he has a dick. But if you have a vagina, you're sought after. Because, hey, sex feels amazing. We know that. But, like, sex is a process which creates life, which gives women their value, which is why it's sought after, which is why men are hardwired to be attracted to the purity in women. Not to mention, if a man sleeps with three women, gets them all pregnant, we know who the dad is. If a woman sleeps with three men... It's Maury Povich. So that's one of the reasons why promiscuity has always been frowned upon for in the history of forever. Promiscuity has never been a positive trait amongst women. I'm not saying it's the most positive trait amongst men. But the reason I don't condemn it is that because for a man to be promiscuous, it is not easy. Women are born with their value. A man has to provide some type of value to get that trim. And Lord knows what he has to do to provide the value that gets in the trim of multiple women. So when a man pulls this off, it's a feat. When a woman pulls this off, you can walk outside buck naked and you ain't got, you can have a line fucking 10 miles long of guys that'll be willing to bang you. What's easy about that? There's an intrinsic value to you. Which is why it does not equate when a man sleeps around with many women and is glorified for it. But when a woman does it, she's not. Also, when you think of the woman you want to marry, do you want to marry and cuff and lock down the woman who's been putting her asshole on the internet? On the internet. Where it can be viewed in perpetuity. 
throughout the universe. Like, it, it lends itself to the sacred quality of a woman, to her value, to her innocence, to all the things that make her attractive. I've heard this example given before. It's just like a car. Once you drive a car off the lot, it loses value. It doesn't gain more value as you drive it more. So the whole body count equality thing, like men and women are equal. We don't play by the same rules. That's why when we use our logic against you, you're sitting there like, ow. You, I mean, when we use your logic against you, you sit there and they look dumbfounded. Because they want to demonize what we want because women, and I think anybody would, if they could, pick and choose the double standards and benefits of equality, which benefit them directly. And the ones that don't, they just kind of step over those. And the thing about women is they're hardwired to do this, but they don't seem aware that they're hardwired to do this. It's like they're following their inherent, their, 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 their intrinsic programming, but they're acting as if they, haven't, they aren't programmed, like they aren't designed to do this. That's why they say don't believe what a woman says, because she'll say she wants a nice guy until she gets a nice guy, and she cheats on that guy for some bad boy who's going to fuck the shit out of her and kick her to the curb. Men and women are not equal. Not in terms of body count. Not in terms of roles. We're just not. And I think... I don't have a problem with a woman wanting to be independent. It's not a woman wanting to be independent. It's the cost of that independence. Like the majority of women have a duty... It's not about being a slave to a man. It's about recognizing how you got here and paying it forward. It's bigger than you. To think that it's just all about your life, that you can just run around and be promiscuous and have babies and do all kinds of shit. I mean, you can. But when you when that life catches up with you, don't be surprised when, like, you don't have bargaining power. Because traditionally, the things that got you here are going to be the things that men are going to want to, like, keep the shit going. Like, men are going to have to pay it forward regardless. We built this shit. But if a woman does not want to pay it forward, if a woman does not want to align with her duty to womanhood duty to find a man to start a family to commit and codepend with one another if she doesn't want to do that then fine but if you're not going to go down the traditional path you cannot expect to find a traditional man to to reap the benefits of traditional values because it's the reason all this shit works out the way it does. You either play ball or you don't. But if you don't, don't expect to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like, you never played ball. You didn't want to play ball. You wanted to go out and play your game. So play your game. Every consequence, every action has a consequence. And at the end of the day, Miss Independent... You're always going to need men when the fucking pipe breaks in your house or when your fucking car breaks down or when you need the grass cut or when you need a tire change or when you're in a domestic situation and you need the police to come break it up or when your fucking house is on fire you need the people to come put it out or when you need open heart surgery and the fucking male doctor is going to come in there and operate on you to try to save your life, you ungrateful asshole. You're going to need men. Men independence mean they can conquer the world. They can go travel, do whatever, visit places, meet people. Women get their independence from men. 
So, Miss Independent, Miss Don't Need a Man, sure you don't. For right now. But when you do, hopefully you behave in a way to where men are going to want to come running for you. Because our ears are open. We got feelings too. And trust me, what goes around comes around. Sincerely, Chico Demandwell to Mrs. Independent. And that's going to wrap up the show for today. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening. I really, really thank y'all for uh, vibing with me today. And, you know, I love doing this. I, I enjoy doing this. I want to do it more often. I'm going to continue. I'm going to stay committed. You know, I'm going to figure out how to enhance the show and add little new new segments and whatnot and keep this shit fresh, keep this shit going. And uh, I love and appreciate everybody who tune in and support this message and, you know, trying to keep this motherfucker from going off the crazy train because I will... It's already off the crazy train and trying to help get it back on the rails because this shit's gone. But like we can still fix it. There's still hope. We don't have to watch everything burn, burn that, you know, just reduce to rubble. So once again, I thank you all for, for chilling with me. and thank you all for vibing with me and listening to my ideas and whatnot. Until the next time, I'll let y'all.